Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and I'm old enough to know that you shouldn't be starting Brian Hoyer at quarterback in the year 2023, mostly because I was still in college when he threw his first pass in the NFL. Joining me as always is Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, and I usually like your intros, but you better not take Hoyer down. He's my dude. It's it's nothing against Hoyer. It's just if you want to know how the Bears managed to win a game again with Teabag, Tyson Bajant under center. Um, I'm just I Hoyer's not really my dude, but I, I like him a little bit. Obviously, a Michigan State. He was alum. he was he was there while you were there, which is again alarming. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I remember him. I it it keeps me feeling young that he's still. <laughs> mucking about the nfl i before we get into it the idea that tyson bajant played and won is so completely nonsensical and we i i just feel like we should just not even talk about any other game other than that yeah let's get into the tyson bajant debut because there's some people in my life <laughs> who unbelievable so, <laughs> sometimes have quality thoughts about football uh who really feel like he deserves more of a run as a starter which that i mean can't. i guess sure compared to what but <laughs> well, are you comparing him to brian hoyer because yeah i'll take yeah. him over i'll take yeah that makes sense i'll take him over but maybe will i though the the stat that i saw that i sent to you which i could not believe the average depth of target for his entire game was 2.1 yards. 2.1 yards. That is yeah. not only the record for the fewest, the least depth of target in a win in NFL history. It's also, I can't imagine, and I missed, I didn't watch any of the weekend games because I was on vacation. <laughs> but oh my, I can't imagine how boring that game must have been. I'll, I'll be honest i did not watch it <laughs> and like it's average depth of target not even reception so you can say oh well maybe they they took their shots yeah but they couldn't get them and they could complete the quick game no 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 friends i'm already sensing i'm already sensing uh. some of the very unfortunate not even controversy but just like media driven Hey, look at this. This is this is a fun new storyline. Is there a controversy brewing? Have the Bears found a quarterback? Here's a headline from the box score from the Raiders-Bears game on ESPN. Rookie Tyson Bajant leads three TD drives in place of Justin Fields. Bears beat Raiders 30-12. <laughs> he led three touchdown drives? Are we sure we can really call that leading the touchdown drives? <laughs> I mean, my God. Just... I don't, you know, you can't, again, I, I saw a few highlights. Um, it's hard to say that when you just keep going back to the stat that on average, you didn't throw the ball more than two yards past the line of scrimmage. Like in, in today's NFL, that's just a rough, you know what I mean? Like, it's just rough, especially he didn't when attempt a single it. pass that was more than 15 yards downfield. <laughs> Not oh, one. Man. <laughs> and somehow the Raiders gave up 30 points. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, wow. That's that's bizarre. Wow. And when you compare just, it to like two understand. weeks before where the Bears took apart Washington, where we kind of all thought, uh, I don't think so. 
and they were throwing the ball down the field and looking like a pretty decent like outfit and now yeah i i'll hold my i can't imagine outside of chicago and outside of crazy people that people are calling for tyson bajan after this game to supplant justin fields it, it doesn't seem like that's in, that seems insane yeah there's just some weird spin up going on here and i, I don't i don't like it let's let's go through the yeah. second touchdown drive real quick that he led Hoy, and baby. i think some of it is probably people you know i think people are kind of fed up with fields in a way i think yes yeah. kind of got that aloof dickishness that people don't like some of the quotes but i think he's you know he, he's very dynamic and i think he's probably fed up of this type of shit like whether or not they're going to tank to try to get Caleb Williams or et cetera. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah so go ahead. He, he's been put into a miserable situation. Whether he has what it takes to be good or not, he's shown flashes despite a miserable situation. And even this year, it's not like it's been a better situation. <clears throat> I mean, if you want to look at how they beat the Raiders, they just played ultra-conservatively and allowed the Raiders to let them win, essentially. <laughs> But yeah, real quick, let's go through the second touchdown drive that, that Tyson Bajant led. This was coming off of a Brian Hoyer interception, so the Bears started the drive at the Las Vegas 34. This is a sounds like a drive to me. Deontay Foreman runs for seven yards. Deontay Foreman runs for two yards. T. Scott, don't, don't know who that is, runs for six <laughs> yards. Travis Tyson Bajant hits Mercedes Lewis, which is also a holy what the... <laughs> What in the uh, we talked about this uh, in the preview pods that yeah, I thought it was so funny that he was on the team because Jimmy Graham wasn't enough. So <laughs> hits Mercedes. Lewis. You also have the other guy, don't you, Robert Tunyon? Yes, we also have Tunyon. Yeah, <laughs> and the tight end that we drafted, Cole Komet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's well, awesome? How can you possibly? Oh yeah, Graham is gone now. He's back on the Saints. Yeah, what a silly, yeah, yeah. what a silly room. Anyway, <laughs> Bajant hits Mercedes Lewis Mercedes. for a sixteen yard, sixteen yard gain, which is weird in so many ways. But we know it didn't travel more than fifteen yards downfield. <laughs> That's exactly right. What a play call! What's <laughs> Mercedes Lewis catching the ball for oh, Yak? For- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then Bajan throws that. incomplete, and then Deontay Foreman runs it in from three yards out. So, so one one for two on that drive is is Tyson Bajan's <laughs> let it. leading of a touchdown drive. Wow! Uh, how about how about this one? The, the Bears, the Bears start out at their own twelve, and they start with a false start. On first and fifteen, they proceed to run the ball three times in a row and get a first down. <laughs> Deontay Foreman just ta- just starts out first and fifteen with a fourteen yard gain. There you go. It's all all Tyson Bajan effect right there. <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's killer. Anyway, uh, the point is Tyson Bajan is not the quarterback of the future in any way. He's not the quarterback of the future for the Bears. He's not the quarterback of the future in fantasy. The worst thing that could possibly happen is that the Bears go on some sort of absurd winning streak. And they decide they need to keep Bajan around for another season instead of drafting a quarterback to come in and replace both of the quarterbacks currently on the roster. Did I play Tyson Bajan at quarterback in fantasy last week? Yes. 
and he rewarded you with 12.8 points. Which wasn't the worst in the league. It's true. It's true. Miraculously. <laughs> I think Gary played Josh Allen. I think Bajan scored more points. That's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, so. it would have been nice if you could have played some sort of bet on Bajan to have more fantasy points than Josh Allen. Wasn't Wasn't that Josh Allen going against the Giants also? It was against the, the Patriots. Oh, uh, okay. He got got. Slightly more understandable, but still not great. No. Un- unreal. <laughs> Tyson Bajan wins his debut. Good for T-Bag. Hey, Good man. for the Bajan family. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> I'm so over the Bears team. I think the only good news that came out of this week is that all the other one-win teams also won this week. So there as far go. as I know, the Bears are still in command of the one and two picks right now through Carolina. And that's, that is good. There yeah. you go. That's, what, that's what you have to hope for. On the other side, <laughs> another team crushing crushing dreams in a different way. The <laughs> Lions-Ravens game was not the exciting matchup we hoped it was going to be. And I'm, I'm you know, I... I usually do not miss my Detroit Lions, but I did this weekend, and maybe it was for the best. You picked the right week, man. Yeah. The 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 fall colors in Maine were beautiful, and the Lions got decimated. They really did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say. So I, I did watch part of that game. I tuned in uh, after Jack had gone to sleep, and so the Lions were already losing by quite a bit because they went down really early in that one. And I know it's hard to take anything encouraging away from it. It didn't feel like the Lions were outmatched as much as the game just got away from them really fast. It was either going to be a quick comeback or it was going to be a snowball, right? So by the time that I tuned in, I think they were down three scores. They were going forward on fourth downs, which, again, good good for Dan Campbell for doing that and understanding that you need to start trying to make up that, that chunk now. But then, of course, when you miss it, then the game gets even more out of reach even more quickly, and I think that's kind of what, what happened to them there. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the drive-by-drive, drive, the Baltimore gets the ball, touchdown, Lions three and out, Baltimore touchdown, Lions three and out, Baltimore touchdown, Lions three and out, Baltimore touchdown, Lion on downs. So it's like he went that that downs is he's down twenty eight nothing already. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much you can do when it when it gets that ugly that fast, I don't think. Yeah, so and it, like I, I don't know what to say, man. Like yeah, I didn't see any of it, so I, I you know, it, it's rough when you think about a defense that is you know, was playing as well as they did give up four straight touchdowns. That seems, you know, uh, completely insane. But. Yeah, I know at least one of them, too, was a crazy one that Lamar extended and extended and extended and then found someone in the end zone. Um, you know, it's a, it's a Lamar play he does. Yeah. <laughs> on, on that one. There's not much you can do there. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. That one was like, if he, if he can run around for nine seconds, you can't cover for nine seconds. Like, right. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. Uh, I'm going back to the touchdown drives to see what all happened. Yeah, and he scrambles in for one, two. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, he's he's still he has some of the stuff around him that he has a chance to go on another MVP level campaign. And when that's the case, sometimes I think you just get got by it. Yeah, you don't. I mean, 
this is the type of stuff that the Lions have kind of been doing to people where you kind of put the game out of reach mm-hmm. and then the, you got the other team kind of playing off their game. And so hopefully, you know, it's not, I don't know what you do other than throw it out if you're the Lions. Like if on this coming Monday they somehow don't, you know, beat the Raiders pretty well, it's going to be, then I'm going to be like, seriously alarmed but yeah i was gonna say they pretty much have a bye this week so yeah i think with this one it's it's yeah well they don't have a bye this week (laughs) (laughs) they have a bye after actually um i I wish i could i see some of this it it's weird like with jameer gibbs as the like feature back they don't it doesn't feel right to me like they they can't really figure that out as much see that's that's an interesting point to me because I was looking at the the Cardinals Ravens line this week because there's been an interesting trend this season where basically whichever team looks amazing in one week has kind of fallen on their face the the following week. So think about like uh, San Francisco crushing Dallas and then picking up their first loss against the Browns the next week, stuff like that. Yep. And I was looking at it to see like, oh well, is there potential for the Ravens to follow that same pattern here after clearly being the best team of the week last week and then getting kind of a a game that looks like a cupcake against the Cardinals and the thing that came to mind for me is that the Cardinals have really struggled for the past few weeks they've been beaten by multiple scores and it coincides at least a little bit with James Conner going out Mm. and I know that there's a lot of running back value talk but I think to your point I think the Lions missed the David Montgomery aspect of things. Yeah. I almost assumed they would just kind of use Craig Reynolds in that role because he runs more deliberately than Jameer Gibbs does. And like tries, he runs in a similar style, but I don't think that's what they did. I mean, I, it doesn't matter if you start the game with th- four, three and outs, <laughs> right. they start yeah. the game with yeah. four touchdowns. <laughs> like you can't really, you, it's the first quarter and you're not running the ball again. So, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's it's kind of over, over so. for you. So, yeah, that's kind of nuts. Or I guess it was the first half. So yeah, I think I think it's one. I'm really now. I kind of want to dig into this more because now I'm thinking also about the Cowboys this year. And I know that you had mentioned. I think it was two weeks ago. No, it was last week that Dak led led the Cowboys in rushing for that game. And you said that's kind of crazy given that Tony Pollard is on the roster. And it is kind of crazy. And I think it's another example where. Obviously, Zeke wasn't worth what his contract was, yep. and he wasn't as good was, as he used to be. Yep. But, but you're missing that between the tack. Dirty yards. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, think, and so I, I think, think maybe, there's something to that. Yeah, like maybe I just need to keep that in mind a little bit when, because I, I didn't think twice about Montgomery being out. I was like, yeah, okay, you know, that's that's tough. But like, they drafted another running back in the first round. Their offense is moving well. But maybe you just miss, you know. Maybe it's a difference of getting five yards instead of three on first down. And now you've got second and five instead of second and seven. And it shifts everything from there. And it's just kind of like they play a more, like the way just every, the pace of the game, it slows mm-hmm. down for them when they have him. And like with Gibbs, it's, it's not. You're, you you got to gash him because you know, you know you're not going to just feed him the rock a ton. Right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, almost so like it's the just... uh, <laughs> watching the Chargers with Austin Eckler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll see what because he he was out for another game. I just can't remember which one it was, and mm-hmm. I did not like what we looked like. You know, featuring yeah. Jameer Gibbs in a way where 
there wasn't this deliberate style of running that I think they really want to be doing. Like the the running plays almost take kind of we'll see we'll see how it works. Like <laughs> if he plays this week and what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, from a DVOA standpoint, it was a big, it was a very lopsided one. Obviously, yeah. the Ravens shot up to first place in DVOA in the league, accompanied with San Francisco losing again, and Detroit slipped down to fifth, which mm-hmm. still pretty darn good. I'm not too worried about Detroit. Like I said, I think sometimes those games just snowball, and it's against a team that might be one of the best ones in the league. You know, the only two losses the Ravens have have been really weird games. They embarrassed Jim Schwartz in a way that, well, no one else had until recently. Until this week. Which seems like a good segue into, would you like to to make some comments on the Jim Schwartz reign? Yeah, I I just, he's such a funny dude. It's just, and also I want to point something out that I had attributed our best defense until this year to him when it wasn't him. It was uh, under Jim Caldwell in 2014. His best team was in 2011, and I think that defense stink was a pretty bad defense. And it's just weird. Yeah, I, I don't... How do you how do you explain him giving up 38 points to Gardner Minshew? How do you explain that? This all-world defense... I, I can't. I wish I had seen that game because I would have been cackling. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I got to Okay, I'm going to pull this up, uh, you know, just to see kind of what happened. Just some of the stats. So, yeah, I, I mean, my first thought was like, oh, well, maybe it's a turnover thing. And that's how the Browns get beat up. But they actually won the turnover battle in the game. But Gardner Minshew threw for 305 yards <laughs> on 23 <laughs> attempts. Yeah, on uh, twenty three attempts, that's that is the anti agent. Like holy, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess we don't know the air yards, but I have to can't imagine it's quick game to get that. Yeah, can't, it couldn't have been a screen every time. I don't think. Yeah, that's something else. I don't. I, I can't explain it since I didn't see any of it. But jeepers. Yeah, it's a, it was a wild one, and of course the Browns finished it by really screwing me by doing the smart thing and going for two. But unfortunately, I had the Browns minus two. And so when they didn't get the two-point conversion, I went from a push to a loss on that one, which was just, you know, another cherry on top of the the shit Sunday that was my (laughs) picks last week. That's a pretty rough beat. Yeah. Yeah. I I went back and listened before this week, and I was kind of laughing. I was like, oof. But last week was a... That's... It makes it was no brutal. sense. I mean, it made no sense. The Bills the Packers, losing outright. The Packers crushed me too with their their tip touchdown to take the lead, and then and then they let Russell Wilson get a field goal to win the game for the Broncos instead. Yeah, that they stink. I think. I think they stink. I think <laughs> they do. I think you're right. I mean, I think they really are bad, and that makes me happy. Yeah, but we'll see. This I think this week's going to be kind of a weird one. Where the Vikings go to Lambo, <laughs> we'll see how true. Like you know, the divisional fuckery as we always talk about. So it'll just be silly to see coming off that. In how how that's another one that makes absolutely no sense. So I did. I watched a a tiny bit of the Monday night game. And it's just like what? Like how does Minnesota yeah, win I don't that understand game? It. Like I, I don't. And then. I mean, the, one, yeah, the Niners no gave trend. up that touchdown at the end of the half, yeah, right? I, I did when two of their crazy. guys take each other out. 
Yeah, man, that was something else. And no Trent Williams, who a lot of people yep. think is like the best football player in the NFL right now. No Debo. I mean, but still, like, I don't know. That's it's pretty wild. I think it's a fluky one. I mean, they had that that weird touchdown. I think I watched at least three Kirk Cousins passes as someone who's very invested in the Niners defense, having them on the fantasy team that were about an inch away from being picks going the other way. And (laughs) all three of them were ended up as completions, you know, and I think that's another, sometimes it's just, you know, just good enough. And uh, they, they walked a fine line, the Vikings did, and, and somehow they came out on top there. But yeah, I think it was, it was close to being a disaster for them too. Yeah. I think that that's how Kirk lives, though, you know? if He's just, like, a, a yeah. little bit better version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Plus, he brings Creed into the locker room. Huh? He brings Creed oh. into the locker room. Shut up. He can't. That can't be true. Have you not heard the stories about this? No, I haven't. Are you serious? That's so funny. I'm glad I get to surprise you with this one. But, yes, the, there are people crediting the turnaround with Kirk Cousins' decision to play Creed in the locker room. Shut come No. That is so silly. I do know that we have an assistant <laughs> baseball coach that whose nephew was the guitar player in Creed. Oh, wow. I don't know. There's some old A lot man. of NFL ties there. I wouldn't have guessed it. <laughs> yeah, my old roommate, Logan, uh, messaged me. And he was like, did they just play a Creed song going into the break? It's <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> I must have missed that. And he's like, oh Why my god, they did. That? That's like, what funny. the This must be some weird like tie-in. And sure enough, there's an article about how they're people crediting the turnaround. I think, and also the Texas Rangers run somehow with Creed is involved. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> it's all Creed. It's not that Adelise Garcia just hits dingers all <laughs> yeah. day. And yeah, they also yeah that, that might Seeger. be the explanation, Definitely too. Definitely not those guys. It's Creed. Yeah. Just Creed. That's that's the way it happens. You, you listen to Hire, and you just you can't help but win. <laughs> oh, yeah. brother. So anyway, maybe, maybe I'll listen to Creed while I write my picks this week. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, to any Creed fans out there, I'm sorry that you apparently don't, <laughs> don't have be sorry to them. ears. <laughs> I was setting them up. I was setting them up to knock them down. <laughs> well done. Uh, um, anyway. anyway. I'm looking at the scores from last weekend. Can't believe I didn't see more highlights from the Giants beating the Washington football team 14-7. to What a <laughs> Oh, my burner. God. That was so painful. 14-7. <laughs> it, was, it was one of my only wins last week, though. So. <laughs> Watch out, Johnny's getting hot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, fourteen to seven. Sam Howell, who was on track for ninety six sacks for the season, shattering <laughs> David Duke Carr's record for a single season, was given a nice a nice rest against the New York Giants flimsy pass rush and a bit of a rest. Oh, no, he got sacked six times. <laughs> <laughs> he is now on pace for ninety seven sacks for the season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone was like, ah, they might have burned a draft pick on Kayvon Thibodeau, but I bet he ate last week. Yep. Yeah, that's the right matchup right there. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, do you think he... Do you, ah, man. If he takes 97 sacks, you can't... You have to just... Yeah, how do you let that out? 
<laughs> right. I mean, I don't think you can. You like you can't. There is a good breakdown of it, and it's like there are two things that could really get in the way, right? One is injury, obviously. <laughs> if you get sacked that many times, you could just get injured. Yeah. And the other one is you can't be doing that well as an offense if you're getting sacked that much. So at some point, is Rivera going to pull the plug? They have Jacoby Brissett there now, they right? They do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the other part of it, is do you, do you pull Howell and go with Brissett instead? The idea that they didn't do this the other way around is <laughs> yeah. so complete. Like, that's... When I get... Like, I was getting so mad last week about Mike McCarthy. Like, to me, it's just such an obvious thing. Like, you just... I don't see how you mess that up so much as they did. No, it's incredible. Like, what... What does Brissette have to do? I don't understand. Yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, the the kid that beat him, like Tyrod Taylor. Yep, I don't I don't I don't know how it even fits into what we were talking about, but this the media thing, you know, I tr- I try to avoid it. I don't listen to a lot of the stuff, a lot of the shows. I don't I, I try not to read a lot of the ones that aren't like statistically based. But one of the one of the headlines. One of the top suggested ones on ESPN.com is Delvin Cook unlimited playing time. Of course, it's frustrating. Like you're washed. Delvin <laughs> Cook is washed. You went to the I Jets. Mean, you talked about it being a super team, which was one of the most hilarious headlines of the offseason. That. That's and how many times does that have to happen? But we know what happens when you say that. Yeah, and Brees fucking Hall is there. What? Yep. What? How much time did you think you were gonna get? <laughs> I mean, you can ask you can ask the Vikings if they think Delvin Cook is washed after <laughs> giving more touches to Cam Akers last week than Alexander yeah. Madison. They really got to give up I, on the Alexander Madison experiment. <laughs> I think they might have some opinions. That's fair, but yeah, that's kind of nuts. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a silly headline because yeah. Brees Hall, as we know, is the truth. Right. Yeah. So either way, uh, not happy with what the Bears did this week because I, you know, this is the sort of shit that leads them to doing things like signing Mitch Trubisky to an extension before they have to. And the Lions had a rough one. It's been a rough week in a weird way, but Bears are still in good spot draft wise. So no, no real complaints here. You've been, you've been here enough to know. I mean, they're just going to fuck the picks up. And if they don't fuck the picks up, the coaches are going to be dog shit. (laughs) Like, so, <laughs> yeah it's true but he, you know this is like how i felt forever like it didn't matter like who they really pick like the lions picked it didn't matter they picked the best wide receiver of a generation it didn't matter <laughs> it didn't yeah matter. yeah when the organization is dysfunctional yeah it seeps into everything right every single thing yeah and the bears are about as dysfunctional <laughs> as it gets yeah so okay, so I have one more question about the games last week before we move on to looking ahead, and that is, I think we we agree after the Packers blew that game against the Broncos that the Packers stink and Jordan Love stinks. And so, do the Chargers stink? I think their coach is what Brandon Staley. Mm-hmm. I think he stinks. I think that defense, if the you know if that Broncos defense. And to a lesser extent, the Bears' defense didn't exist. We'd be thinking, "What? What is going on?" Um, so I think it's really hard when half your team just stinks. Yeah, and so for, for the Chargers, I feel like the reason the reasons I think the Chargers stink is I don't like their defense at all. I've never liked their defense. 
or sorry, the, the, it's like the whole is less than the sum of the parts. And the parts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sure. I was thinking like, about it after I watched Derwin James pick up another personal foul. I don't know that there's anyone who seems seems to me to be less valuable when I watch him play than Derwin James. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of talk about how he's really good, he's impactful, and he missed, you know, a big chunk of a season, and that was a big deal. But if you can't avoid picking up personal fouls all the time, I don't care how hard you're hitting people. You're, like, a personal foul is a big fucking deal. Yeah, it's like that kid on the Packers. Like, whenever yeah. he plays the Lions, he takes just a million personal fouls and pushes refs down and shit. Like, yeah. Like, 15 yards and an automatic kid? first down is a yeah. huge issue. But it's like, yeah, we're like, oh, he's, you know, he's good, actually, though. I'm like, you sure about that? Yeah. Is it worth it? How, how worth it could it possibly be? So yeah, so he's part of it. Joey Bosa is an all-timer for me, where like even when he first started out and everybody was raving about him and there's a lot of like, oh, his pass rush moves. He has such a diverse pass rush arsenal to throw at the offensive line. Either he's hurt yeah. well, that's and he's out, or he's hurt and he's playing and everybody's like, oh yeah, but you know he's only at 75% and that's what's going on there. Or, yeah. speaking of personal fouls, he's doing it against the Jaguars and melting down in a playoff game. <laughs> yep. Like I don't know, I just none of none of that seems particularly great to me. And then it's like you watch Nick Bosa, so I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. I watch him wreck games, like yep. <laughs> I see it, you know. So I don't know. I just think they they stink. Their defense stinks. Herbert, he's like, yeah, he's getting a little bit. He's not as good right now with Kellamore. I think he's still adjusting. Yeah, maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just adjusting the scheme. A couple weeks ago, I watched him miss Keenan Allen like three times on just open shots that he should have hit. And it's another one where it's like, okay, I get that you're good, and I see this cannon of an arm on occasion, but I know you can't just make your team win as a quarterback, but I need you to do a little more, (laughs) I think, for me to really feel like you're in the top. And, like, I think it does, you know, forever, however unfair it is, you know, it's a knock that's always going to stay if you never win. Like, there are so few guys who didn't achieve, like, really good team success that you have this all-timer where, like, they're just, like, a super good quarterback mentality. Like, you think about, like, like Marino, like, Archie Manning, mm-hmm. uh, to a lesser extent, maybe Dan Fouts. Like, uh, who are we mm-hmm. talking Like, I don't know who else we're talking to talk about. Like, it used to be Stafford for a long time. It's just hard, man. But... I refuse to believe this offense is going to be worse going from Joe Lombardi to Kellen Moore. I just, I think this defense stinks. I think their coach is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. I think this, the Staley thing, it it's worth mentioning that like, have you heard, um, you know, I'm sure you have because it gets talked about a lot, but the idea that, like, one of the things that made Belichick's defense is so good from a game-to-game standpoint is that he would always start by just taking away whatever it is you do best, yeah. right? Like, whatever it is, just make them, make them do the thing they do second best and see if they can beat you like that. In week one, the Chargers played against the Dolphins, and Tyree Kill had 11 catches for 215 yards. <laughs> so he didn't do much to take away Tyree Kill. No. Week two, they go against the Titans... And Derrick Henry has 25 carries for 80 yards, so not super efficient. Maybe that's not not the worst performance there. Maybe you did kind of okay at taking away what they do best. I don't know what the Titans do best anyway. Week three, 
you play against the Vikings and Justin Jefferson has seven catches for 149 yards <laughs> and a touchdown. Oof. Josh Jacobs runs for 58 yards on only 17 carries and a touchdown and also catches eight passes for 81 yards. It's like the only good Josh Jacobs fantasy game of the year. How'd Devontae do that game? Oh, Devontae went eight for 75, so not bad. CeeDee Lamb, seven catches for 117 yards. Whoops. It's like, yeah, it's you're not even taking away the first option so what are you hoping to do and then we can we can cap it off with travis kelsey's very clean 12 catches for 179 (laughs) yards and a touchdown how does that how do you let that happen (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's insane it's insane i mean it seems like at least they they're a decent run defense from what you spelled out yeah that that part of it is turned around slightly like oh but yeah uh, how you let Travis Kelsey record game like that is beyond. So I think I think they just stink. I think that's thirteen targets, twelve receptions, hundred seventy <laughs> yards, hundred seventy nine yards. Not bad, not down. bad. That's a pretty good day. <laughs> yep. Hey. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm putting them in the stinks bucket. That being said, I'm pretty sure I'm picking them this week. They're two and four because they're playing against the Bears this week. <laughs> I mean, Tyson Bajan and the Bears. Oh what, man, I was. I what was is it that Tyson Bajan does best? <laughs> Throw it two yards. <laughs> I was gonna. It's like now I'm like I'm in a real conundrum because I'm like I gotta sit DJ in fantasy. I can't. Yeah. This and then this anyway. next week. What is this next week? This next week, I don't. I could give a shit if I didn't like the Lions. I'd be like, eh, what a terrible Monday night game. Yeah. This slate of games is a slop fest. Yeah, it's oh, terrible. Guess, Let's uh, there. Okay, which ones do you like this week? All right, none of them. Uh, Rams at Dallas. That one actually seems kind of fun. Could be fun. I mean, we talked about Cincinnati at San Francisco. Could be fun. Yeah, I like if if Burrow's healthy coming off a bye, like that that offense is going to be really good going against the Niners. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco's on a two game losing streak. Like, what has happened to that team? Yeah. Do you think that we were right to some extent that losing the D coordinator doesn't rear its head immediately, but you're starting to wonder now watching the Niners, you're like, what's what's missing here? Like something is missing from that defense, right? That's what yeah, that's what we were saying. I think we we mentioned it kind of in our preview pod like, you know, let's it's kind of a wait and see thing. And I think that's true. I but, you know, we'll see this game, right? Cuz yeah. the alarm, the red flags are already waving. If somehow they, they still can't get it together and Joe Burrow comes in and just takes them apart, then we're going to say... And it's, it's kind of a bummer because I was kind of rooting for Steve Wilkes. Yeah, I was too. So we'll see We'll see what happens. But yeah, I think that could be part of it. And also it's like... But that's a, you know it's on the flip side of what we're saying for like Herbert. And I'm trying to like excuse him a little bit because it's like you're getting used to a new coach, mm-hmm. a new kind of mm-hmm. system. And I think that's probably true also for San Francisco just in a little yeah like, i mean kyle shanahan's offense has famously been a year two thing for the quarterbacks that are in it for the most part yeah. and that's an example of like yeah you gotta you gotta learn everything again you gotta start from scratch in some ways so maybe that's what it is i mean you could it's probably a little bit but we'll see if they can bounce back yeah. not super excited about some of the slate this coming weekend but we can move on to the picks in that case because i don't know what else to talk about at this point the jets versus the giants what a great game <laughs> That's going to be so much fun. It's the most expensive ticket in town in all, the whole NFL next week. And I'm kind of, I'm in that market now. And all the, the only wild. thing I can say is that you guys are 
fucking losers. Don't watch Go that. apple picking. Go anywhere. Why on earth would you want to watch these two teams play? They stink. Yeah, that's a waste of time. Goodness that's a real waste gracious. of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who doesn't want to watch Tyrod Taylor take on Zach fucking Wilson? Give me a break on this $200. Oh, my. I think someone on the ringer described it as the Jets have a better team, but they also have the quarterback more likely to throw the game away. So they're just going <laughs> to take the points in that one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, makes sense to me. I, I feel bad for anybody. Who, oh man, I feel like it's just rough. And I've been there, obviously, watching the Lions, even though I knew they, you know, were terrible. But yeah, man, that's not fun. All right, so let me let me bounce these off here real quick. These are my favorite ones of the week. These four, which at the start of the year was a good thing to look at and now maybe not so much but my first one is the houston texans minus three at the carolina panthers i like it okay so my, my reasoning there is basically the panthers just suck yeah they're coming off a bye um yep so i think like i i kind of expect reich to have a little a few tricks up his sleeve on the offensive side so it might be a little bit I think we might see Carolina look a little better on offense than we're accustomed. Yeah, they they need a turnaround badly, right? Like this is the, yeah. the coming out of the bye is the time to like, hey, we're not throwing the season away, basically. And I think if you look at their schedule, I think some people are saying like, uh, you might want to get one now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess they do go to Chicago, and they got the Colts. Ah, oh, they're fine. They got, I can see <laughs> at least five wins on there. You go on the schedule now. My next I will, one. I, I, I do want to mention, actually, before we go too, too far, yeah. that we're kind of down on our boys, but if we look around right now, the questionably qualified unanimous selection <laughs> NFC for South. the NFC South currently in first place in the NFC South. Go Atlanta fucking birds. Dirty birds. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, poor Baker. Took a hell <laughs> last week. I heard it was just bad news. It was so bad. It was so bad. Yikes. Okay, the next one I have for this coming week, I have the New England Patriots plus 9.5 at Miami Dolphins. I would, I'd stay away from that one. <laughs> it's probably smart. But yeah, I, I can say, I mean, I don't see how the Lions like this after the first matchup, you know what I mean? Right. That's that's why I was curious. I was just like, why is it so high? Yeah. I mean, I think the wheels have kind of fallen off in New England, so maybe like they kind of don't think they're going to get the same intensity and the effort, but we'll see. I, I, I kind of get it. I get it both ways. I get why you're doing it, and I kind of get why you know Miami needs a get-right game, but I mean, it's a short week for them, so... Well, let me ask you this then. Do you like this one more? Do you like the Eagles minus 6.5 against Washington more? I That one feels better because of the divisional fuckery we talk about. I'm still hesitant. Yeah. I'm willing to switch to that one because Washington's played Philadelphia tough, and I think that's the reason for the line. Yeah. But I'm I'm feeling a little bit like after that Giants game, like Washington is you know barely holding on. And the Eagles might just step them into the ground. Like, this might be (laughs) the end of that. Yeah, this might be kind of like, we think the Eagles are ready for their coming out party. Like, Mm -hmm. we think they're going to be the offense we thought they were going to be. But now we're finally going to see them get into gear and 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll switch to I that like one. I like that one. Because better. you're right. I don't want to I don't want to trust Mac Jones just yet. <laughs> but I I do get I like your reasoning though for New England. Like yeah. it, it yeah, just yeah. feels cuz that I thought the same thing about I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on why the line was so big. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll feel a lot better watching the Eagles try to cover a touchdown than watching the Patriots yeah. fall behind 14-0 and <laughs> try to cover 9.5. <laughs> and then when the New England wins outright, you can tell me I'm a dummy. Yeah. Okay. The third one, I have Kansas City minus 8 against Denver. So many divisional games this week. It's I don't like I it. I know. I know. But, I was tempted by Cincinnati, but then with the Purdy thing, Cincinnati's only yeah. a three-point dog or a three-and-a-half-point dog. Oh, so, okay, so it got bet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't love I, it as much anymore. And I hate, I hate San Francisco's. We know they're a good team, so you hate picking them coming off two losses in a row. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I like the Kansas City one. I just, you know, Denver kind of got that fluky win against uh green bay and yeah they only lost by 11 to kansas city the last time which of course was just enough to screw me on my denver pick but (laughs) yeah it's just they they despite the fact that they've gotten a few wins it's just like you know like they know they're not any good (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like they they can't see what they've done and think you know hey yeah we we got these guys yeah, I think I'm looking at it and I'm saying, so last time I picked the Broncos plus 10.5 in Kansas City and they didn't cover because they lost 19-8. to eight. And I think I'm looking at it and saying, I could see the Chiefs holding them to 8 again and I really can't see Denver holding Kansas City to 19 again. Yeah, that feels right to me. And I feel like the Kansas City's hitting more of a groove now. I mean, but you know, you still get that a fluky performance that Kansas City gave us in yeah. New York and... Maybe they'll think, actually cover Kelsey. You know, start by doing that. And I think on the flip side, yeah, they could hold him to eight, but I think whatever you want to say about Denver, I think Russ and that offense are actually pretty good. Yeah, they've and been okay. Yeah, so to me it feels a lot more likely like they're going to score some points. This week stinks. Ugh. Yeah, it's bad. I hate it. My fourth pick of the week, and this this is a good one to get your input on. I've got the Detroit Lions minus seven and a oh. half against the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh man, my heart says, John, this is the best pick I've heard <laughs> by a lot. I mean, I just feel like seven and a half is like a ridiculous overreaction to the Lions getting beat by a really good Baltimore team against the. They're at home. They're at home it's for God's down. sakes. That's true, <laughs> but also. Here's something that I thought was really funny. For whatever reason, I, I don't like myself that much. So I was listening to some, <laughs> to some Raiders pregame like press conferences with their OC, uh, Mick Lombardi, no relation to my friend Joe. And no relation actually to Vince, which is weird. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you would say they're like, the atmosphere in Detroit's going to be something else, huh? It's going to be super loud. He says, you know, we're kind of used to it because every single game at home is an away game because <laughs> Vegas gets so many people uh-huh. that they just snap it with silent cadence 
Yeah, every home. You got to do it anyway. <laughs> the fucking Good job, funniest Mark and Davis. saddest thing I've ever heard. But John, they will be ready mm-hmm. with the silent cadence because they do it every week. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. I that's love nice. that bit. I, the one thing I'll say, I kind of like. I, I'm trying to think. Um, have we gone up against the, a wide receiver like Devontae Adams? I mean, Mike Evans. Oh yeah, that's true, Mike Evans. Yeah, that's true. I'm up just, there in I, that class, I think. He definitely is. That's you're right. I mean, the Lions yeah. still have two games against the Bears left. Two games against the Vikings too. All right, I think that's probably enough for the for the week. So yeah, the four that I'm going with then. Texans minus three at Carolina, Eagles minus six and a half at Washington, Kansas City minus eight at Denver, and the Detroit Lions minus seven and a half at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Forward down the field, baby. What's the Jags line at Pittsburgh? The Jags are two and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh. Give me the Jags all day. You like that one? All day. Doesn't that go back to that one season where they had all those yes. weird games against the Jags? Yes. I love that. Yeah, and Jacksonville murdered them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I like that one. Yeah, two and a half, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like picking the Jaguars. the Jaguars minus two and a half in that one, uh, even though Pittsburgh seems to run the exact same game script every week, which is don't do anything on offense, but only let the other team get to like 13 points. And then all of a sudden you throw the ball to George Pickens and score a touchdown and the game is tied and everything falls apart for the other team. So I just don't think you can do that every week. I don't think so. You didn't want to pick the New York games. <laughs> I I sure didn't. I'm taking the giants plus three, which yikes. part of me is yeah, like, man, not? the jets are definitely better. But then Are the other they? part of me is like, it's Zach Wilson. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would I take them as the favorites? No one should yeah. be favored in that game. That game should I, be a, a, a total shrug. Hopefully East Rutherford, Jersey, New Jersey just collapse in inside of it. Or hopefully like a Bane situation <laughs> yes. occurs where the field just implodes. Yeah, I could, I could pull for that for sure. All right, yeah, sorry, buddy, we went a, a little bit long. But That's all yeah. good. You know, we had to make up for lost time. That's right. Yeah. All right, bud, thanks for jumping on, and I will talk to you this weekend.